Let's talk trail with the founders of 33 Shake, Warren and Erica Pohl. How you guys doing? Great, we're ready to talk some trail. Yeah, welcome to Arizona. <laughs> you guys, we first met you out at this last weekend's Sinister Night Run. Yeah. You guys came out, we're showing off some of your product, and when did you guys get into the US? So we landed on April the 1st, and we're well aware that's April Fool's Day. What better time to launch a, com a company that you started in your kitchen in 2012 in London Let's go and take over the US, April Fool's Day. That's when we landed and we're, we're coast to coast for three months in a minivan that we bought in Seattle, and we're gonna sell it in New York. Nice, I heard it, there was something about the smell within the van. <laughs> the smell has become notorious. Um, it's been mentioned in a few stories. We actually took a run around your sinister night course, and we met your aid station guys out the back there. It was about one o'clock in the morning, and one of the first things they'd said they pinged our accents immediately. Oh wow, you guys are from 33 Shake. Because we, we stand out a little bit around here, I guess. And um, then they said, oh, have you got the smell out of the van yet? That was yeah. the second thing. So they're talking said. more about the smell than maybe like your concoction here, but uh, yeah. So the right buy is gone. It's gone, nice, it's yeah. Gone. You guys have had a couple Probably. states under your belt now. It's, yeah, it's got some air through it. For anyone, who, anyone who's wondering, it's, uh, it's not the smell caused by like our product or anything. The previous owner of our, of our van clearly had dogs. Yeah. A lot of dogs, big, yeah. wet dogs, and we reckon they slept in it for several <laughs> yeah. years. Right on. Um, so yeah, how, how's it been going so far? You guys been meeting up with some local running groups or? That's what we've been doing. Yeah. We've been doing, so we've been uh, meeting up with stores, with running groups, and you know, we are, uh, we don't have the budget of a, a big nutrition company. Uh, one of the reasons for that is because of, you know, we're spending kind of over 50 times what they would spend on the ingredients for our gel. Uh, that leaves a smaller margin to play with. Less marketing budget, so we were like, hmm, how are we gonna do this? We don't know many people in America. We reached out to the three or four contacts we did have, and we reached out on social media, said, we're coming. Uh, if you have a run club, or if you have a group, or if you have a bunch of friends, if you can pull together 50 people or more. We will be there. <laughs> we'll come and visit. Nice. And that started to make our route, and here we go, west to east in three months. And what has been the response so far? It's been good. Yeah. yeah, it's been really good. My favorite bit in the presentation is when you get a, you get different people. Some are really ready for what we're doing. It's a very different sort of a gel. It's completely natural. It's whole food. It's plant based. People in that space just are really excited. Yeah. People in the traditional space who are used to banging down gels, whether they like them or not, just force it down, keep going. Um, you can see that real look of cynicism and they're looking at the carb count in the gel and this and that. It's not gonna match what they're used to. Right? And then you see their face when they try it. Mm -hmm. And that's the best moment, because this <laughs> is like, oh, or one of the comments, I can't believe it, I'm confused. It tastes like real food. <laughs> it is real food. Though. It is it real is food. food. But it's confusing because, you know, traditional uh, gels are not real food. It's basically made in a lab, so. People they say, oh, that's confusing. It's food. <laughs> it tastes like food. It's yeah. So food. let's start out. Where Where are you guys from? First off. Okay. So we're we're based in London. Okay. I'm a rare thing in London. I'm actually born in London. Live in London. Okay. Erica's not from London. No, I'm it's... Italian. Okay. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. But the company, yeah, we built up the company in in England, and uh, we were able to spread the voice, spread our chia seeds around Europe. <laughs> so now our product is sold, is sold us there. And then we said, okay, let's embrace America. All right. And we are here for that. 
<laughs> yeah, so I definitely want to talk more about your guys' product, um, yeah. but also just about nutrition in general. And I know we have some questions from some of our viewers, and we do want to get to those a little bit later. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know where we should start. Should we talk um, maybe philosophy of nutrition in general, and then maybe get into the specifics of your product? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, the, the journey for us, it is, um, it's organic, and that's not a pun. It, it genuinely is because we were doing, uh, Erica's got a background in some triathlon. I was doing a lot of ultramarathon running. Uh, I was a journalist prior to doing 33 Shake. That's what I did for like 19, 20 years. Mm. And I was running these ultras, and because I was a journalist, I had this big exposure to nutrition companies. So they're really ready to help me with product and experts. And, um, but I'm having a lot of trouble with it. I'm feeling sick. My energy levels are not right. I'm getting really unwell. Like I get more colds and flu than average in a training season. Um, but through the journalism side, I'm also meeting elite athletes, very high-end performers uh, for interview and stuff. And I would ask them, what do you eat? Um, whether it was part of the interview or not, I was just interested because I kept bonking, I kept having trouble. And I was talking to more uh, athletes and they're having the same problems. And, the thing that came out of the conversations with elite athletes is the absolute core of performance is whole food. You know, it's a whole food, clean, natural diet. That's the platform that everything else is built on. So just suddenly we put two and two together and realized that it doesn't add up. We're, we're eating this hot, we're really putting effort into our diets to be strong and to recover and to be, to be powerful. And on race day, we're turning to junk food. And the more we looked at what those ingredients are and what they do and their long-term side effects, it's like this, this is the last thing you want to put in your body, these powders and gels, when it comes to getting performance. So we started trying to work with more natural ingredients. This is where our third partner comes in. He's the guy, Dan, he's behind our formulas because uh, he'd spent 10 years studying superfoods. So we all put our heads together. It's like, how do we get these superfoods into sports nutrition and, and long story short it it transformed our performance massively uh, and health and then we thought well let's see if anyone will buy this but the biggest takeout from that as a, as a basic philosophy is whole food is where we get our performance and as it stands sports nutrition is is not whole food and we're we're there to deliver whole food and that power into sports nutrition so in reality the sport nutrition is supposed to start from as soon as you wake up, because it's all food and continues until the end of the day. It's not like there is sport nutrition and food, you know, there has to be something that goes together. Yeah, so I'm familiar with a lot of the products we have in the US, and I know I've seen like these little like toothpaste type tubes. It seems like those yeah. are big in Europe. Uh, I mean, understand. What is it? I think it's overstim. Overstim, yeah. yeah. It's just like a little bit of different packaging. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, so we have, you know, like Cliff products are big over here. We've got Hammer, we've got Goo. Uh, there's some newer players like Tailwind and Scratch Labs. Yeah. Uh, Hammer Nutrition has been around for a long time. Are you guys, do you see that stuff over in Europe? Have you used that product? Or are there a whole set of companies over there that are, that have, kind of have the European market? I'm just not familiar. It's, we got a lot of crossover. Mm -hmm. Um, because the American market is so big, it's very dominant, those com companies are able to, to scale. So, I mean, Hammer was something I, I worked with early on because I went mountain biking in Moab, um, and the guy who took me out, Ralph, I think his name was, long-term cross-country mountain bike, I was asking him, Ralph, I'm having all this stomach trouble, and he said, get Hammer. Well, same, same, you know, I, I had the same problem. So we, we got Hammer, we got Cliff, 
Uh, we have other big brands in the UK that aren't out here. Um, for example, that one with the toothpaste tubes you mm -hmm. mentioned, that's a French brand. You don't really get them in the UK, but European ultras, France, Italy, Austria, you'll see a lot of those on the trail or, or at the aid stations. Yeah. Um, but, but more or less are the same. But the same idea, you know, they're probably same using... Idea, same, same also ingredients. Using an extracted carbohydrate, whether it's like glucose or dextrose or yeah. maltodextrin, those yeah. you, you boil them down yeah. and they are exactly the same. And that, that's whether you're paying top money for a gel or you're buying them for a dollar a piece in, in Costco or Walmart. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with the same thing. Uh, and when we looked into it, the average gel contains less than a cent's worth of ingredients. Um, there's not a lot of scope to do much in there. and It's very hard to get a good meal for a cent. Yeah. Well, and they're, yeah, these are basically like commodity type ingredients. They're mm -hmm. simple sugars and salts combined together um, for the yeah. most part, it seems like. Um, so yeah, I guess what led you guys to your formula? Do you guys want to share that with us now? Do you guys want to should we do that, or yeah, we, where we, should we, we go can, with this? We can break some of that out. I mean, yeah. it's um, we found it in a, a little-known underground book. Um, it's called Born to Run. Have <laughs> you ever heard of it? <laughs> I've heard a little bit about that one. <laughs> they, they mentioned this thing called the chia seed. Okay. Wow, chia, that's amazing. But the early experiments were awful. You, I mean, I don't know if you've tried, you take a bottle of cheer out on the trail, it'll clog the bike valve immediately. Sure. Uh, and when you finally do get to it, it tastes like wet cardboard. I don't care <laughs> how good it is for you. It's like, that was where we started with the cheer. And from there, it's like, well, how do we get it into a, a package that works? How do we, how do we keep it whole? Because most of the nutrients are in the oil, in the shell in cheer. As soon as you grind it, they're dead. Yeah. So it, we had to keep that cheer whole so everyone gets the benefit of it. Um, that led us down into the packaging route, then blending it, and what are we going to do to add a little bit of sugar, but no spike, no trough, how do we keep it whole food, and that's why we come down to, uh, well, it's, it's chia seeds, coconut palm sugar, uh, Madagascan vanilla, and Himalayan pink salt, that's, that's it, that's what's in there. It's written on the back of the label, so no trade secret. All right, and so something that's interesting about your product is you have it in, uh, you know, little packages, but mm. you don't it's not hydrated when it comes to you. So um, that's kind of something that I've never really seen before. So tell us about that. So that's the idea is to kind of hydrate it yourself, either on the go or before you start a race. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've, we've got some here. So there's there's the packet there. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's completely dry in there. So yeah, you just have the dry ingredients. Yeah, and, and the, what you would then do is you add water, you, you inflate the packet, and then you fill it with the water, and over 10 minutes that chia naturally produces that gel for you. There's nothing artificial in there to make that happen. But the, the starter point for that is how do we keep this chia whole? If the whole thing we want to do is do athletes justice, then there's no point in going halfway down that road. We go all the way, keep it whole. So that's why it's dry. But then the more we examined it, there's so many benefits because it's lighter. If you're doing multi-day or really long ultra, um, you could carry the same amount of nutrition for less weight, 30 seconds to fill one of these at an aid station is no drama. And in 10 minutes it's ready to go, it lasts for 24 hours once prepared. So long event, do that, short event, prepare in advance, and then take it, you know, take it like any other gel, just take it ready-made. Um, or for, if you want to mix up the flavor and the nutritional profile, you don't have to add water, you could add coconut water for extra electrolyte, you could add fruit, uh, juice. fruit juice. Yeah, for extra carbon flavor, you could add coffee. coffee. 
That's one we got from the Italian cyclists. <laughs> yeah, they'd take like three in their shirts for a, for a ride, and one, they'd stop at the, the bar or whatever, get a coffee and put the coffee in there, and it comes out like kind of vanilla latte. So you've now got all of those flavors, all of those nutritional profiles, one product, and it, and it saves us shipping water around the world unnecessarily, mm-hmm. which kind of helps with the, the carbon footprint, and we've got the recyclable packaging. It's kind of every little step to try and... It's also gluten-free, because a lot of people, they have problem with gluten, so... Yeah. Nice. So when you're out racing, um, doing long efforts, and also, I mean, you guys have a lot of athletes also that work with you. I know you had Chrissy Wellington, mm. who's a what world champion triathlete, yeah, Iron four-time Man. Ironman Iron world champion. Yeah. Never, never defeated over an Ironman distance. Wow. I think in eleven races, she only ever came first. Wow. Yeah. Um, so like, what else? Like, obviously, you're eating. You know, you guys or athletes are eating this, but are they eating other things throughout the races as well? Yeah, I, well, that's going to be a personal preference. Yeah. But I think in it, as soon as you get to ultra distance, um, any one product on its own is going to be too much because yeah. you're going to be eating it for a long time. So, yeah. I mean, personally, for like 24-hour races and stuff, I would use these, and I use the uh, the feed zone portables. I make rice cakes. Oh, okay. Um, Eric has or some demon recipes. Or maybe just nuts, you know, some almonds, uh, maybe... If you want also extra, but in reality, yeah, let's say real food with you. Yeah, the mm. portable food is like this little rice cake that you can put, uh, you can bring with you, you can do savory or sweet. And yeah, so I think I've seen those before. I haven't really experimented with those specifically, cool, but yeah, it's kind of like a rice and yeah. there's different like strawberries or I don't know what else yeah, they put no, in Yeah, no, well, actually it's just boiled rice. Uh-huh. It's like they use, you say, use it, the same rice they use for sushi. Okay. And then you put, uh, in summer, you put uh, eggs, and it's a kind of eggy, <laughs> eggy, kind of little, but then you cut it in little squares, and okay. it's kind of bring it with you like that. Or otherwise, it can be sweet uh, with apples and things. So yeah, it's they do a nice actually cinnamon apple recipe. Okay. So you just, you know, you, you cook up your but apples like with the cinnamon. The concept's yeah. kind of like real food, but also yeah, something exactly. that's not going to upset you. Like, I mean, rice is a pretty safe food yeah. overall. Yeah. Just like, I mean, one of my favorites is potatoes. You know, it's another yeah, like see. really, yeah. you know, it's just a, a plain, pretty plain, but, um, you know, it can, it can still be flavored, just like the chia. Yeah. You know, you guys aren't yeah. just eating pure chia. No. Um, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, but it, it, you're right. It's that thing of mixing up and keeping it whole food based. But, I mean, we also have an athlete at home, a guy called Luke Tversky, who did a 1,300 mile solo triathlon over 12 days. So he swam from Africa to Europe, so from Gibraltar Strait, from Africa over to Spain. He cycled the Spanish coast, he ran the French coast, and he did that, he was doing about 10, 12 of these a day. We have another product which is a a shake blend of 33 individual superfoods. That was what we originally started out with, hence the company name, 33 Mm -hmm. Shake. Um, You know, that's that's what we began with, and he would have a couple of those a day. Uh, We're launching that in America in about six months time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just the yeah. uh, salads. I was preparing for you because we was we, we were, were we doing were the crew for that. Crew. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So fully That's amazing. Yeah. We just, yeah, we just fed in. Eric was running massive salads. And just a lot of salads with you know as much nutrients you can give it fresh. And it was amazing. Was he like going twenty four hours a day? Or basically, was he, yes. Basically, yeah. Like basically, it, was I mean. <laughs> early. From the early morning until very late in the night, until it was collapsing. He was, he was 16 <laughs> to 20 hours a day, and on, on wow. three yeah, occasions, he, he either cycled or ran himself into unconsciousness. That, yeah. that idea that your brain will regulate and, and will stop you, 
he, he actually went past that point. Yeah, which I, I've never seen anyone do that before. Yeah. He did it on three occasions and uh, literally he just... But the, the like when he was on the bike or something, he just falls over? Yeah, yeah it, it, there's a documentary of it coming okay. out in, in a few it's months. It's coming out, yeah. There will be the premiere in LA in a few months. So. Uh, and when he, we, we, he was on a Spanish motorway um, because... It's not a course, right? You're making up your own event. So he, it wasn't a race. He was just wanting to do solo this. Event, he yeah, thought solo. this up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and so we're like, okay, so each day we realized, you know, Google Maps, Google Earth, all the research in the world, you've got to get on the ground and recce those routes. And that hadn't been done because of budget. It was too difficult. You know, he was just making this happen basically on will. But we were having to then navigate him each day and create that route. Mm -hmm. So there's dual carriageways. There's motorways in there. There's roads that you can't cycle on. We had to hide him in the van at one point, get him through a toll, <laughs> yeah, toll because tunnel yeah. um, because the police had come along to arrest him. And it, yeah. All this is going on. And uh, the, uh, the day on the bike, uh, we must have seen him about 11 p.m. And, and then we saw him again at 1. Yeah. And he was weaving. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right? And we got past him, found a spot to pull in, and he just went straight past us at about 5 miles an hour. Weaving like out into the yeah. center line, back again, totally dark. I mean, he's covered in lights and stuff, so it helped. But when we, when we, as soon as we put our hands on him, we, we realized something was up. We ran up to him. As soon as we got our hands on him, yeah, it's like watching someone being hypnotized. You wow. no memory, no yes. memory of like since about seven o'clock. But the amazing <sighs> stuff it was that actually every day was able to wake up the day after, you know, <laughs> and it was fine. Okay, he had also assistant from Vanda that uh, she was uh, making treatment for a couple of hours. Yeah, his but girlfriend's if, because, a yeah, very so. well-trained therapist, so okay. she, she really would put him back together overnight. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is that if you eat clean, your stomach is fine the day after, you know, your recovery is there. So definitely the food he did quite a lot. Yeah. The, the simple food, the simple, you know, also our sport nutrition because it's food, so. It was definitely helping his performance and recovery. <laughs> we, we needed it to help our performance and recovery because we did it too. If your athletes doing eighteen hour days, you're we doing twenty two hour days. It's like, Just supporting, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. You guys were gonna have me go ahead and like show them how to mix up one of these. I, I think that's. A and then also, idea. I want to taste it as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think what you need to do is. Um, Pop the top on that one there. Okay, just gonna open it up. Yeah. In, inflate the bag. I mean, this has never happened to any of us here, of course. But if you've been stopped for a DUI, they're asking you to blow into something. Oh, so it's like a good honest blow in there. Yeah, like a like a balloon. That's it. So the packet on inflate. Okay. Now, normally you'd then run that under the tap. If you have one of those, we noticed your fridges in the US with the water filters on them. Use that them. comes out too high pressure. Okay. Don't put it in it that, just, just spray the cheer straight okay. back out. In, in, in lieu of a tap, we've given okay. you a, a giant syringe here because that's also conveniently the exact amount of water that will yeah, fit in there. It'll fill all, yeah. it'll take all, all that, out. Yeah. It does not look like that's possible. Oh, yeah. done. I think it is. Oh, uh, yeah, the take cap. the cap off. Okay. That'll be good. So, Can yeah, you this. might want to start pouring it in. And as you do, as it fills up, maybe do just squeeze the sides of the packet. Yeah. That's just like on the sides, like that. There we go. Sides. Yeah, there we go, and just keep keep squeezing her in. Slowly with the sound. So yeah, if you're doing this in and from the tap at home, you're just looking to fill it to the uh, to the neck there. Here it comes. Coming up. You're getting there. Oh, there we go, that's yeah. looking like about it for now. <laughs> Close. You might want to blow into that again. Okay. Just to hold the sides of it, otherwise it may pop out. There gotcha. we go. Blow it again. There you go, there's the rest of your space. 
There we go. And of course you can do it in two times. So that's it. Now you need to pop the top back on that. Okay. Yeah. Like that. And give it a good old sort of mix around and shake around because some shake of the around. stuff would have settled at the bottom. Of yeah. course they shake. Yeah. Shake it out a little <laughs> bit. Shake it out. Okay, there we go. So now we just take this along with us. Yeah, Let so it hydrate for, you are saying, about 10 minutes. That'll take about yeah. 10 minutes. And similar to the way you can mix up the nutritional profile, you could use less water, more water if you want it a bit thicker, a bit mm -hmm. narrower. But we recommend to anyone start with it. Blow it up, fill it to the max. Yeah. And try so that. when you're out on like on a race course or you're racing with this, do you have to carry the syringe with you, or you just kind of fill it up no, like the best you can? Your... You can do it from a yeah. from a bladder. You can do yeah. it from a bottle. Um, the the syringe is just something that's useful because we don't have a tap. Yeah, yet. right. Great. It does look scary. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'll, can I try? Go ahead and taste this one. Then? Yeah, you can yeah, taste that I one. Oh, yeah, it looks really really well hydrated now in there. In true TV fashion, there's one we made earlier. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. we got this one already ready to go. So. Alright, let's give it a go. Give it a go. <laughs> wow, that's really that's good. Like you can really taste the sweetness in the vanilla. Mm. It's really good. I was trying to get a a flavour that's good mm -hmm. but not too strong, so it's palatable mm -hmm. at twelve, at twenty-four, at thirty-six hours, or mm -hmm. day five of a five day event, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, the ultra endurance is our background, it's what this is made for. Um, well, and it's really, um, like there's plenty of water in there too, which yeah. I like. You know, it's not like you're squeezing it out, like trying to squeeze that really almost impossible to swallow gel too. Yeah, So you, yeah, you don't need to chase it with water. And because the, yeah. because the seeds are whole, not only do you get all the nutrition, but they absorb 12 times their weight in the water, that is gonna be released as they're digested. Now clearly that's not gonna solve every hydration problem, but it's pushing but you in the right adds, direction, yeah. not the wrong direction. Yeah, great. Um, well, I think we have some questions now from some of the viewers. So John Schaller asks, are there specific physical signs that you should eat a type of food, like sugars versus salts? So I think those are kind of like, for me a lot of times, that'll be like, I'll crave different things at different times, you know? Sometimes something's more sweet, and then sometimes something more salty. Do you know of anything, it, specific it's, physical sign? It, it's that same thing, the three signs, mm -hmm. so one is, uh, are you craving salty or are you craving sweet? So that's kind of two there. And those those basic ideas, literally, that that is your body talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you do need either salt or you need you need some something a bit sweeter. Um, but the biggest physical sign is just hunger, you know. And those, the more people can become mindful in their nutrition, it's hard because we're all educated from the start that we just need to bang the nutrition down and do it to a schedule and ignore any trouble that arises and that's that's not the case if you can become mindful and start to listen to what your body is telling you the signs that you are hungry or that you are thirsty they come up so early that once you're tuning in you can't bonk so kind of really follow listen to your body what your body yeah following yeah. your body becoming more conscious of that mm. what so how do someone who maybe doesn't think about that. They yeah. they just like follow every twenty minutes, take a gel. Every half hour, take a salt pill. I mean, how how did you start tuning into that? Well, the the the, the first lesson came from a, a, a very cool French ultra runner, a guy called Sebastien Chignot, who he's had a few UTMB podiums. I think he's had some good wins out here. A couple of other decent hard results. rock, I believe. Yeah, was it a hard rock win that he had? I couldn't remember. If it was hard mm -hmm. rock or Leadville, but he, mm -hmm. I mean. Real Top Gun, lovely guy, and it was in 09, the first time I went to the UTMB, 
and uh, I was lucky enough to meet him and I was interviewing him and I said, what do you eat? And I was expecting, I have a gel every 20 minutes, I have a bottle every mm. two hours, I have a something. And what I got was just, you must listen to your body, give it what it needs. And that's when I learned I'm that guy who does yeah. not listen or even understand mm -hmm. or know what my body's saying. So it's a journey from there. The way to shortcut the painful learning process I had is something that we call checking in. So let's say um, you know that you eat every half an hour. Every half an hour you're going to want something. That's your basic schedule, whatever it is. We'll just pick that number. When that half an hour comes around, instead of just eating, take a beat, ask, am I hungry? And if the answer's no, don't eat. But do be aware that if you're on, you know, normally it's every half an hour or so, what in 15 minutes I'm gonna ask that question again. And okay. I'm gonna be ahead of that sensation. 15 minutes, am I hungry? No, okay, in 15 minutes I'll do it again. And then you get to the point where you are, you eat, and that way you might have times, you go three hours without eating anything. You're on top of it because you're asking the question, signals are all good, but because you're aware of that schedule and you're just gonna think, well, you know, always asking the question regularly, might be other times you eat every 10 minutes, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. And that way, the more you evolve that for hydration and nutrition, the more you build a completely flexible nutrition strategy that works for anyone, any day, any race. Because we're all different. There's no one size fits all schedule. There absolutely can't be. And even if you have a schedule that fits, will it work every race when the conditions are different, when you're tired, when you're, mm. who knows? I mean, how do you find it? Do, do you go off a schedule? Do you find it, it's different for different races? What, what works best for you? Um, I again, I think I like to kind of check in and ask myself as well. Um, you know, I personally like to, I try and prepare ahead of time too with my nutrition. So like the night before a race, I like to eat, you know, solid meals. So I'm not having to like, you know, slurp down a gel or whatever it is within the first 30 minutes of a race. I yeah. want, I want to kind of get the systems going, get everything in check, you know, so I can sustain myself for an hour and a half. Kind of bed yourself in. Yeah, the like, race you know, because there. a lot of times what I found is, and I think too, it kind of takes a while to get your body used to the idea that you're going to be running all day, you know, in, yeah. a, in a hundred mile race. And after a while, you can, like 12 hours of running, I can almost eat anything. I'm hungry almost all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or I can eat a lot of real food at like at kind of periods of time. You know, like eat a bunch of potatoes in an aid station, then yeah. I'm good for an hour and a half yeah. or for two yeah. hours. Yeah. You know, and I'm not constantly having to feed myself something. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I like to do, and give my body that chance to warm up and warm up to the idea that I'm going to be running a long time because yeah. it doesn't know right away. Yeah. Well, my mind may know, but my body doesn't know yeah. until I really get going. And also going. another thing actually could be actually a good strategy is uh, of course listen to your body, so asking this checking in, but also look at the course. If you know that uh, in uh, is coming up a really steep, uh, you know, um, part of the race, you know, like a mountain or something like that, you say, oh, okay, I know that in half an hour I will be needing to do that effort so if i eat a little bit before mm -hmm. i would be ready for that yeah you know, I, I definitely after mm. it's like, oh, i'm really hungry but I, you know <laughs> not in the right place yeah exactly like timing it based upon the course i think is important too yeah. sometimes yeah. you may not be perfectly hungry right then but you know you're like well i really need to get this in yeah before a climb or i like to even use a big climb as a chance to eat something a little more solid yeah, yeah. Uh, so it has time to digest because i know i'm going to be going at a slower pace yeah 
because uh, I mean we only have so much blood in our bodies and yeah. you're using that blood to work your muscles but also to digest food yeah. Yeah. and I think that's what a lot of times we don't think about yeah is that you know give yourself that time when you're maybe just hiking yeah let that digest and then when you get to the top of that climb you can you're free to run you can be ready yeah. for the downhill yeah. and devote all your I guess blood and oxygen to to yeah. running versus digesting well, so, yeah that's a really that good point sense. with the uh the blood because again contrary to what people would believe from the message that's out there um the body will react to something like this as real food we've been eating this kind of stuff for thousands of years yeah. body knows what to do with it it doesn't need to divert extra resources when you throw in uh something artificial something man-made the body has to take time and go well what do i do with this because we've only been eating it for 50 years or yeah. 100 years mm -hmm. and so you're generally uh the real food thing will keep you in a in a sweeter place full stop mm -hmm. all right uh let's see um, we have Lisa, Pozi Lisa Pozzoni asks, what are the specifics on macronutrient breakdown? She says she tried finding it on the website but didn't see it. Are these in alignment with metabolic efficiency, more fat, less sugar? You guys have any? I think she's talking about yeah. your product specifically. So do you guys have no, any? Are. And that's um, where she would find that. There is a, there's a shot of the label on the product page. And you can enlarge it, but you do actually, there's not an automatic magnify button. And we okay. realize that's confusing people. We need to get that checked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so you have to like draw the screen. It is on there. You just got to look for it a little it bit. It is. Yeah. So. But in terms of metabolic efficiency, 100%, because uh, burning store body fat should be the foundation of endurance. And while it's true that the carbohydrate stores are good for a couple of hours, what's been sold to athletes today is pour it down, just look at that two hours, forget this other you know, 24, 48 weeks worth of fuel that you're carrying anyway and buy this stuff instead. So the more of a high glycemic sugar product you're gonna use, the less able you are to get to that fat. Mm -hmm. And so we're using, the only sugar source we use is coconut palm sugar. It's There's not a huge GI. amount of it, very low GI. So it's not disrupting hugely your ability to access that fat store. You're getting tons of good fats out of the chia seeds themselves. Mm -hmm. And that way you are able to support that real efficient bedrock. So instead of trying to keep that fuel fire burning by throwing matches at it all night, you're getting some logs going and you're able to, to get that fat. So, I mean, very much the, the breakdown is in favor of that, but also the nutrient density, it being very powerful real food, is off the scale compared to the empty calorie of basically what's dehydrated soda. Yeah. Gotcha. So you guys are definitely more um, talking about you know, that like because obviously our bodies at all times I think are burning a mix of carbohydrates and fats, um, but like talk, tapping into that fat store. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind about of being. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. It's on a sliding scale. We're right. never 100% fat or 100% carb. Right. Yeah. But it's the the higher if you're reliant on high glycemic index carbs throughout. If you have a diet that's high in them, if you use a lot of sugar products on race day, you're going to have a lower threshold at which you're predominantly burning fat which is going to mean naturally you're going to have to use a lot more product and it's going to have to be high sugar product and for most people stomach trouble erratic energy levels unpleasant race mm -hmm. um, whereas if you can get more good fats into your diet cheers full of it if you can keep the sugars down then you're going to be able to keep that threshold higher but you know there's a training adaptation you can do as well mm -hmm. keep that threshold higher and then you're just working off a, a much more comfortable and solid base. I mean, have you found that with, with your training and racing? You find that? I, uh, 
I definitely, I don't train with a lot of food usually, or it's usually like a very minimal amount. So I think yeah. I, I don't, and I don't know if I specifically set out to, you know, try and fat adapt, or I don't try and necessarily eat a high fat diet, but I know that, you know, I'm probably training that way just by nature, just by yeah. doing it. You know, I don't like to carry a lot normally. Um, you know, obviously on longer runs, I'm making sure to bring especially emergency food with me. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I tend to go, yeah, anything up to two hours, I'm typically not training with any food yeah. um, out there. Well, that's, that's yeah. building that's, that efficient base, yeah. right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. if you're slamming something down every 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just the same concept too in a race. I don't, you know, I don't like to just start having to eat gels, or right? I don't want to be that hungry, you know, yeah. two hours into a race where I'm having to already be eating gels 30 minutes in. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, let's see. Nicole Tran says, I know there is always talk about fueling a few days before a race and during the race. Can you talk about fueling during training? So we touched a little bit on that, I guess. Um, and also, I guess, leading up to the race. Do you guys have anything to say on that? Definitely. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, we've been told we need to carbo-load or we need to do this. And what, what this leads to is people do something on race day that's completely alien. Um, you're eating in a way that you don't normally eat. You're behaving in a way you don't normally behave. It's like, just go normal. Mm-hmm. Eat what you eat. You know, make sure you've had yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Don't overeat. Don't undereat. And you know, it's going to depend on race timing and what time it starts and things. You know, you don't eat half an hour before the start, but you don't need to do anything special at all. You know, eat what you like to eat. And if you're traveling for a race take things that you like because you may not get what you want at the hotel who, who knows right yeah but it really shouldn't be any harder than that you know you want to get to that start line feeling not feeling hungry exactly what you said get there you know you feel good you're ready but no you just don't need to do anything crazy yeah, yeah no i just eat as clean as possible yeah you know? i agree with that, that i mean a... i think yeah it you think you produce a lot of anxiety if you start yeah. focusing and panicking about what you're eating in reality, you know, a lot of us hopefully were training regularly and hopefully the training is going well. If, if we're feeling sick in our training runs, we should probably look at our diet and look at what we're doing day to day. But a lot of times day to day, we feel pretty good based upon what we're doing. And if you just use that same model for a race, you'll it probably feel amazing. good as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the idea Take the stress out of it. Yeah, yeah, the idea that suddenly things need to change. Well, no, they don't. They really yeah. don't. <laughs> All right, Jen Laughlin, she's got a lot to say. She says, so many questions, so little time. Uh, she says she gets sick a lot during ultras. I have been experimenting with all types of things and recently started to actually eat real food during a race, Wait. which is something I could never do before. Yes, I still ended up getting sick, but I'm not giving up. What works for you? Real foods, gels, a mix of both? Um, do you recommend drinking fluids other than water during a 50 mile plus ultra? She's devoting her summer running to trying out new things, but there's just so many things on the market, it's overwhelming. So we talked a little bit about that, but maybe touch on a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the the hardest thing for her is, is going to be, it's unpicking what's out there because, as we said, the majority of products fit into a homogenous group and they are basically the same. Um, so you could try 10 brands of that and you won't find a difference. Um, or it's very unlikely you will be on flavor. Whereas if you try different actual different food sources, so she, she'll need to be a bit of a label reader. So if you're looking at 
there's multiple sugars in a product, um, if it's got maltodextrin, if it's got fructose, if it's got brown rice syrup, whatever it is, if there's a few of those in there, you're dealing with the same basic thing. So try, try bananas, try the Feed Zone Portables book and try the rice cakes. Try some of these. Try um, potatoes. 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 Yeah. yeah. Mashed potatoes. Cheese sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, do you do a mash? I like mashed potatoes. Yeah. You oh, could probably fantastic. get that. So you in do it like a little. I put it in balls. a. I'll put it in a tortilla. It's like a burrito. That's Ooh. a lot of times. Yeah. You've added anything in there? A bit of garnish, a bit of seasoning. Uh, well, a lot of times, you know, a little bit of like. Well, so I'm vegan, so a little vegan uh, butter, um, just some sea salt. Yeah, so sometimes yeah, or like coconut oil, something like that. So yeah. just yeah. a little bit of fat, a little bit of salt, yeah. and then the potatoes and yeah, coconut oil is again a really really good for yeah. you. Give you a lot of energy. Yeah. It's clean and uh, yeah. And so a lot of times I'll actually make that as my dinner the night before. Yeah. Just so I make a big batch, eat some of that the night before with just some vegetables uh, that yeah. cook up, and then the rest goes and make some burritos out of them. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, Scott Jurek was a big burrito eater mm-hmm. as well, wasn't he? And it didn't do him any harm. Yeah. <laughs> so if you got the, yeah, but it's it's breaking down the different food groups. It's like if you went into a candy store, uh, like all the candy bars are basically going to be the same. So yeah. you, you're not going to experiment with much there. But, you know, like you said, potatoes, uh, rice cakes, bananas, this, peanut yeah. butter, sandwiches you like, yeah. things that you can cut into little portions and wrap and keep in your bag. That's the way to experiment. Yeah. All right. So Jen, give those a try. Let us mm. know how it goes. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Dawn Gilpin. She says, "Oh, it's really long here." <laughs> I sampled the thirty-three shake gel before the race Saturday, and it wasn't what I was expecting, but it was quite tasty. I didn't get the chance. Okay, forgot to ask them whether. There are problems with diluting the product beyond the recommended amount. Say if someone wanted to use it more as a drinkable supplement than a gel per se. I guess I'd have to say it's all right. For me, it's already fairly diluted, I guess. Like yeah, it's yeah. quite hydrating. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? Can you what? dilute it even more? Because yeah. you put, put a satchel, just you squeeze the powder it. into your water bottle. Yeah, well, you, you can do dilute it twice. Because he's that you, you can, can even add more, and then yeah. you add the extra water. So actually, yeah. but the I, I think the the trick is it, it'll, it'll clog most most pipes. Uh, uh, on the yeah, oh, the bottles, get, it's hard it. to get it through. Yeah, the water so it's yeah. you know don't you don't go into a race having filled the bottle with cheer and <laughs> mixed it all up and expect to get anything out of it. Yeah, it, it's yeah, not gonna work. don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's why you guys. Yeah, there's no valve or anything once you open it up. That's why that's that's designed that way. But what you can also do with that is at the end when there's a little left. Because uh, most gels have like 25-30% of the product still in them when they're dumped at the aid station. It doesn't all come out like a toothpaste tube. Uh, you can put a mouthful of water back in there, slosh it around and get the whole and lot out. Get everything and out. then another thing, if you like actually really liquid, because it's something that you... As soon as you prepare it, you don't wait the 10 minutes. So the chia, they don't suck the water, release the gel. They start it, but they don't release it completely. So it's, it's very, very You basically liquid. got a chia drink at it's that point, very not liquid. a chia You gel. just do a yeah. shot. Cool. Oh, and then also. And then you drink water. <laughs> here, do you want to read this? Because it's, I think it might be in Italian. Ah. It's also Don was asking this. Uh, says yeah, ciao. Yeah. Ah, so. Ah, okay. Uh, it just says uh, that I say hello, <laughs> and he said that after the race, I'm so sorry I wasn't able to come and say bye again. Um. Uh, he said. Uh, 
Ah, uh, yeah, he said, uh, I'm, I'm very happy about the, the weather because it's changed. Do you remember the yeah. weather actually was changed at the very beginning? It was a kind of stormy. Storms all over and then it just exactly, calmed down. Exactly, then it calmed down. So she had a, a, a very happy run and she said, good luck for cool. your new car. Was that in so, Italian that she yeah. wrote that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, what was the weather doing that night? We tell everyone we're going to Phoenix. They're like, oh, you're going to boil. And we got to yeah. Phoenix and we were holding down the pizza stand because the wind was coming through and the rain was coming. Yeah, it happens yeah, every year. Our, our night runs that we have out here, it's inevitable that at least one of them will have a, a huge monsoon storm yeah. roll through. And I just wasn't expecting it to happen this early. Yeah. Usually it's like July or August. We yeah, get these but it was amazing because the real moment of the lotus of wind, it was the very beginning when no one was running. Yeah, <laughs> we the big gust came right. through the yeah, dust storm. It was mean, yeah. Exactly. But then after, when it started, it was all right. So it was nice. It was very good. Let's Love see. that race. Congratulations. Mm. So yeah. nice. Oh, thank you. Love it. It's great course. Well, I think that might be all the questions. We had I get one more from Matthew Hinman. He is curious to know what they do and don't recommend and why. What we do and don't recommend. Yes. Okay. Pertaining to nutrition. Oh, so maybe real quick, what... We do recommend real food and being mindful with your nutrition. Consider what's going into your body and why, yeah. how your body's reacting and how you feel to it. Forget what we say. Forget what elite athletes say. Forget what marketing men say. If your body doesn't enjoy is telling you it's not happy, then do something else until you find what works for you. We're all a case study of one. Um, and don't eat crap and expect to go well. Yeah. There's your do some nice. like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't know how much I want to get into this one, but TJ Cuddy asks, I heard you have a story about tailwind for me, Jamil, you mm -hmm. are you going to tell. So I, like, I had a product uh, experience with this product. Have you heard of Tailwind yeah, before? Tailwind. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's essentially really simple sugar. I think it's literally table sugar yeah. and salt. Like that is the product. Yeah. And the sodium content has, I believe, per hundred calories, something like three hundred and thirty milligrams of sodium. Right. Um, like I don't know what does your guys's. Do you know off the top of your head how much is in here? No, I don't have to. Um, 20, <laughs> 21 milligrams for 95 calories. Yeah. So it has a little bit. And yeah. and so I'm I'm an athlete that, you know, I, I eat a plant-based diet. So I'm eating a lot of whole foods. I'm not eating a lot of processed yeah. foods that contain high sodium. I'm not eating yeah. fast food very often. You know, maybe once a week I'll have some French fries or something. And when I train, I don't consume a lot of salt. I don't yeah. ever really take salt pills. I'll consume a little bit in, you know, I, I do still use some traditional um, products here and there, like some, some shot blocks or some you know, goo chomps. Yeah. You know, I enjoy the mix of different foods yeah. Yeah. and a little bit of salt in potatoes. So I'm consuming very low amounts of sodium mm. on a daily basis and drug races. I'm also training here in, in Phoenix, in Arizona, where it's very hot. And so my body becomes efficient yeah. with uh, the heat yeah. and sodium loss. So then when I go up, say, to Colorado to race and it's only 60 or 70 degrees, oh, I'm no. not sweating. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm not sweating out very much salt at all. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I tried using uh, the Tailwind product a couple years back leading up to the Hard Rock 100. And, you know, I wanted to give it a fair shake. Mm. And, and uh, just see what it could do for me. So I did like a 50 mile training run on the hard rock course. This was three weeks prior to race day. 
and consumed, I think, 10 bottles of Tailwind. Yeah. And each one had 200 calories of their product in it, so about yeah. 600 milligrams of sodium. Yeah. So that's like 6,000 milligrams of sodium. Yeah. Um, which is probably about 20 S cap, like salt caps. That's which so in a 50 mile race, <laughs> when I'm racing and doing well, yeah. I maybe have one or two during the whole event, yeah. like every four or five hours, yeah. just to make sure I'm still yeah. getting some salt in. I know that salt and electrolytes are still important. Um, finished this 13 hour run and I was so sick that I couldn't consume water without throwing up oh, for wow. about two and a half hours. Yeah. And I was just throwing up this white foamy mm, yeah. like liquid and I just know it was excess salt. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I just think that uh, you know, maybe someone who's used to that much salt in their diet can handle it or it might be good for them. But for me, it was like poison. Too much. Yeah. It was just, it made me sick. And you know, I, I tried to using the product again on race day and the same thing happened. It was just, yeah. you know, just th could not stop throwing, throwing up um, just from too much salt. So I think really, yeah, be mindful. I had to be mindful of my body. Yeah. And I know that we are all different because I know some people probably can consume that much salt, but just know yourself and pay attention. If you're getting sick off something, figure out what it is and, mm -hmm. and investigate. Um, the good thing of uh, Himalayan pink salt is uh, full of minerals. Okay. So, you know, it just is not about just uh, salt, uh, potassium and sodium. It's so full of also other properties that in reality is a very good uh, complement to put inside your body while you're sweating. And yeah, Luckily, we don't put a lot inside. Yeah, so no, I like that. <laughs> and be all right. I also, I mean, I would rather have less salt in a product itself yeah. because that, to me, it's a variable. Yeah. Just like water is a variable, your calories is a variable, and yeah. I think your salts and electrolytes should be a variable. Yeah. So I don't always want to consume, you know, 300 milligrams yeah. every time of salt every time I'm consuming 100 calories of food. Yeah. Sometimes I. Maybe I don't need salt for a couple hours and I want to be able to kind of adjust it and dial it in myself yeah. versus having that much in the product. Yeah. So. No, you're exactly right. It, it is that being mindful thing. Mm -hmm. I think there is, um, when it comes down to sweat and salt, you know, it depends if you take a lot of salt in your diet, then invariably you're going to sweat more salt, you're going to need more salt. Yeah. If you mm -hmm. take a lot of sugar in your diet, you're naturally going to take more sugar on most day. And, you know, it, it, you're right, know thyself, and on top of that, when it comes down to it, look at what's going to give you long-term performance as well as short-term, because the long, it's exactly the same thing. You can't perform well without being healthy. Yeah. They go together. That's yep. very true. Cool. All right, so we're going to do our, our new weekly segment called Trail Fail. Okay. And so this is a, a new website. And you can submit your bumps, bruises, and oh, fall, your, your falls from... <laughs> Your time on the trails and so yeah. we're gonna go ahead and view one of those submissions Ooh. oh nice. nice i'll take it and i'll okay. uh, we'll turn it around so we i have not seen this one either Great. so and they'll, they'll put it up on the screen okay. for the viewers so all right oh Ooh. my god <laughs> nice <laughs> what do you guys think happened there well i i think bike he has <laughs> sorry he must have had his hands tied behind his back how and unless because i'm thinking he's you can't have gone down on your head on yeah. the trail. I mean, it's possible, but has he run into something or what do you reckon? It's like streaking down too. 
It's pretty intense. That's properly bleeding. Yeah, he was. But he's got back to the parking lot, so maybe he got hit by a car in the parking lot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is there a caption? It just says head banging. Ah, oh, head wow. banging. Okay. So, wow. That is, um, that's cool. a serious injury. <laughs> I hope he I hope he got some nice uh, some nice stitches in that. Yeah, it looks like hopefully he can still see too. All right, well thanks for that submission. Um, be sure to check out Trail Fail and make us uh, cringe next week. That was that was beautiful. Yeah, I'm glad we'd eaten before we saw that. Yeah. Well, before we close up, you guys have anything else you want to add in or? I think we just want to say thanks. Yeah. To to you, to Viper for putting on such a great race. To 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 the other people that we've met on this journey people the welcome we've had has been amazing and the way people are responding is beautiful but just uh, it's great to see the country and the depth we're seeing it in but the country is really the people yeah and they've been outstanding to a man woman and child since we met here so yeah thank you well best of luck on your journey where are you guys off to after arizona uh, we're heading back to the West Coast yeah. for a week or so because there's just so much to do there. And then we've got uh, events in Boulder, events in Denver, and then we start the push east until uh, the end of June when we leave in New uh, from New York. All right, and how can people find out about 33 Shake? Loads of ways. They can find us at our website at 33shake.com, Twitter, 33shake, Instagram, go33shake, Facebook, Go 33 Shake. <laughs> We're all over it. And we just last week opened uh, our TV channel on YouTube, 33 Shake TV. Yeah, I'm excited to check that out. Really excited <laughs> for that. Well, we want to check yours out as well. Yeah. You've got your channel going as well. We do, we do. This will be up on there. So Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks again, guys. Hey, thanks, thanks for having us. All right. And for anyone who wants to pick up any of our products, like what we're doing, uh, you can get them on our website at 33shake.com. And for all of you Trail Talk watchers and listeners, you can get 10% off with the unique code ARAVIPER33. That'll be uh, written in the description for the video, but ARAVIPER33 at 33shake.com gets you 10% off your Cheer Energy Gels.